Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. U.S. Open is going to start tomorrow. Scotty Scheffler is the favorite at 13 to 2. Then John Rahm at 8 to 1. Kepka at 17 to 2. Victor Hovland at 10, uh, 10 to 1. And Rory at 11 to 1. Our friend Nick Ragone from the Ascension Charity Classic joins us here in the studio. Always good to see you. How are you doing? I'm doing great. And by the way, one of the winners will come out of the five names you just read. Who That's are you picking? That's my bold prediction. Um, you know, I really, really like Scotty Scheffler. He should have won last week at or two weeks ago at Jack's place. He hit the ball amazingly and had he was last in greens uh, in putting mm-hmm. and still finished second. Uh, he's the best ball striker on the planet. He played there in the Walker Cup, so he's one of the few guys that has experience there. And I think if he just puts average, he wins. If you look at the last, I think his last eighteen starts, I don't think he's finished out of the top ten. I mean, he's been on one of the. All-time great heaters, you know. It, it, Tiger made us jaded as, as to these long runs, stretches of golf. But Scotty is quietly putting together an amazing resume. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so is John Rahm. He, even though he hasn't done what, well, he did win the Masters, but he, he hasn't been able to sustain what he did early in the season. But if you put his whole season together, it's been remarkable. John Rahm is the real deal. I mean, he has an Open, he has a Masters. He's He hasn't been quite as consistent as Scotty, but when he's playing his best golf, I think he's unbeatable. If he's on his game, everybody's playing for second. He also has some experience out there. He seems remarkably confident. I just think, you know, it's a great time. Victor Hovland's a great ball striker. Rory's still an enigma. You know, he played well in Canada for three days and then on Sunday kind of disappears a little. I think the live stuff and all being at the the heart of that conversation for the last 18 months has taken something out of him. And if you notice this week, he canceled his pre-tournament press conference. I think he's really trying to focus on golf. And so I think Rory might make some noise. But And this is a great course. It's, an, it's a beautiful course. The rough is up. It's super fast. I think it's going to be very entertaining. Uh, I have not been aware of the history of L.A. Country Club. In the industry, how aware of it are you? You know, when people think of Los Angeles golf, they think of Riviera because it's held a couple PGA championships, and they think of Bel Air, which is the famous course where all the celebrities play. Uh, L.A. Country Club has been under the radar for a long time. It has not been top of mind. Uh, For insiders, they know it's a great course, but it hasn't been in the rota for majors or the PGA Tour in years and years. So, People are going to be seeing it for the first time. And these West Coast uh, Opens are great because you get it in prime time. Right. Yeah. It'll be fun. Nick, of course, I'm sure that you have been talking about this a lot. Everybody is still, I don't even know if you could say getting over or just trying to figure out everything that's going on with the Live and PGA Tour. And it's kind of been framed as a merger, but... What is the best description of what is exactly happening now with those two? It is amazing. Uh, Last Tuesday when the news came out, I was stunned. Uh, I was absolutely floored. So the the structure is, and it's a a good question, is that... uh, PIF, the Public Investment Fund, which is is the Sovereign Wealth Fund of Saudi Arabia, is is going to be a heavy investor in a new company. So there's NUCO, that the PGA Tour and PIF are going to come together and create NUCO. It's going to be a for-profit entity 
There's no name to it yet. Jay Monahan will be the CEO. There'll be a board of governors at the PGA Tour. We'll have a majority stake on. Uh, the head of PIF will be on that board of governors as well. And then under NUCO will be a bunch of golf properties, the PGA Tour being one, which will remain a 501c6, a nonprofit. Uh, the DP World Tour will be a part of that. Maybe or maybe not live. Nobody seems to know. I mean, genuinely, nobody seems to know what's going to happen to the live brand. Um, Greg Norman doesn't seem to know. Yasser, the head of PIF, doesn't seem to know. Jay Monahan certainly would want it to go away. Rory wants it to go away. But um, but some element of live or live might survive. They might buy other tours, the Lady European Tour, uh, the Asian Tour, they already invest in. So what's important for, for listeners to understand is that there's a new company being formed between the PJ Tour and the Public Investment Fund. It's not a merger with the PJ Tour and live. And that Jay Monahan will be the CEO of that company and the PJ Tour will control the board of that company. And so that's really, really important to understand that PIV will be the public investment fund will be a passive investor in NUCO and that the PGA Tour and its infrastructure will run that. And then underneath that, you'll have all these other global golf properties, the DP World Tour, the PGA Tour, maybe or maybe not live and other properties. So I, I think it's complicated. I get yeah. that. but And even the players don't quite understand it, but it's important for people to understand that it's not a merger. Yeah, I, I do think, and you're bringing up the players too, I'm all for growing the game of golf and making it more accessible and uh, more worldwide, I guess you could say. But it seems like the way that everything went about it, you know, you have things happening behind closed doors. It seems like a very small meeting. How do you move forward from the bad PR look of that, especially with Jay Monahan, where he had those comments just last year talking about 9-11 victims and then didn't even consult with them beforehand? It's a great question. I think you got to the crux of it, which is the biggest challenge for Jay and Jimmy Dunn, who's on the PGA Tour board, who really pulled this off with the ass or the head of PIF, is that I think they made a calculated decision. And this is just me opining. I have no information. But I think they made a calculated decision that they needed to do this deal. And the, the only way it was going to get done was total confidentiality. And they knew that they were going to rub the players the wrong way. Uh, a lot of the sponsors, you know, they had no, no they had no advance notice. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you know, there's the political considerations as well. You talked about some of the stakeholder groups that Jay has talked to in the past, including the 9/11 victims. And so, I think, I think uh, Jay and his team, it was a very small team, made a calculated choice that we need to get this deal done. The only way it gets done is strict and total and absolute confidentiality. We're going to have to do this in secrecy, and then we're going to have to take our lumps for it. And Jay did come out uh, a couple of days later, and he basically said, this is on me. The secrecy was on me. The not consulting was on me. That was a choice. And that he has, he has some fence mending to do, and he knows that with players, with sponsors, with other stakeholder groups, and, and, and other constituencies that... Um, you know, he knows that uh, he, he has to mend those fences in order to make this work. And it's not a fait accompli that this deal goes through, by the way. How, if at all, does that merger affect the Champions Tour and what you're doing at the Ascension Charity Classic? So, uh, in immediately... I, I just called it a merger. Yeah, I, I was, was going to correct you, Randy. Uh, what merger are you talking about? You mean the new code? The Did you not just hear? The PGA yeah, Tour? No. Clearly, you were uh, thinking about the Cardinals. You're still going through the five stages of grief. Of that right. By the way, very good that you guys did that on the fly. That was impressive, Brooke, that you yeah. knew the five stages, that you actually equated it to the uh, season. Uh, that was super impressive. Um, so, what it means for us in calendar 23 is nothing. It's not going to change anything. Now, for calendar 24, the Champions Tour is a PGA Tour property. If you look through the details of this deal, there there may be a path back 
for some of the players who left the PGA Tour to go to live to, uh, again, depending on what the structure is, to reapply for admissions to PGA Tour. So in theory, in 24, not 23, you could have Phil Mickelson back in the Champions Tour field, the charity classic. You could have Lee Westwood, who, by the way, is 50, big name, Ryder Cup hero. I get asked about him all the time. Is he playing? And I always say, well, he actually is no longer a member of the DP World Tour or PGA Tour, so he can't. Uh, so you may get those guys back in the field potentially. And I think, so that's the biggest, you know, it won't impact the Central Charity Classic in, in any way beyond that. Um, I have, when the news came out, the first thing I was looking for was, is the tour itself going to remain a nonprofit, a 501c6? And the answer to that is yes, because I've stated all along, I, I said it in the Post-Dispatch this weekend, I said it at our press conference October 18th, uh, 2019, that we are forming this tournament to give back to charity in North St. Louis County. That is the, as I said, the raison d'etre of it. That's the reason it exists, and that has to be there. And so I saw that in the detail, but I still want to see the detail, Randy. As, as mm-hmm. Commissioner Monaghan, and he's now... Um, News went out that he's taken, a, a, I guess, a medical leave of absence. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as he fleshes out the plan and socializes the approach, to your point, and starts mending those fences, the thing I'm going to be looking at as a tournament sponsor is the nonprofit status not changing and my ability to take all the proceeds. Last year was $1.3 million, a record on the Champions Tour, and, and keep it in North St. Louis County for our charities. That is the sole reason why we created this event, and that has to be there. And people should get tickets now. It's it's amazing. We're less than three months away. September 5th, the week of September 5th, is when we have the Ascension Charity Classic, and people can still get involved. You can, absolutely. Go to centralcharityclassic.com. We have three days of pro-ams like last year. They're selling out quickly. It's a bucket list thing. If you have not been in a PGA Tour Champions pro-am, a chance to walk inside the ropes with Ernie Els and Bernard Longer, VJ Singh, do it. Jay Delsing. Uh, Jay Delsing, yeah. And Jay will be in the field. I think I announced that here. Yep. Our great Jay Delsing, who are, hit our first shot in the first year, one of the great moments of the event. And so we're happy that he's back in the field. We're going to have a stacked field. Uh, Stuart Sink is committed who is the big Great. name coming out. He's uh, playing well on the big tour still, nearly won the PGA Championship, the senior PGA. And uh, we still have our, our grounds passes, our Club 314, our VIP. But it's going quickly, so go to centralcharityclassic.com. Uh, the summer goes by very quickly. And uh, with you know the, the cards playing, let's say, choppy baseball right now, <laughs> good, good um, yep. you know, we'll have something to look for in September when normally we'd be thinking about playoff baseball. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so Scotty Scheffler, if you're going to get your uh, your FanDuel sportsbook, app I mean, going. I know it's not the most outrageous pick of all time, the number one golfer in the world, but <laughs> he's so he's such a great ball striker. If he just puts average, he's going to win. We'll have fun watching the U.S. Open, and we're looking forward to the Ascension Charity Classic. Nick, thanks for stopping by. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. That's Nick Rigone from the Ascension Charity Classic. Always good to talk golf with him.